often in life, endings are clear and expected. But sometimes, it's not clear whether you finished a task or not, whether you have achieved your goal or not, whether you are ready to move on to the next thing or not. Sometimes it's up to you to decide where the ending is. In fact, I think it's always up to us to decide where that end is. And sometimes it's a lot clearer than others. And this today is a story about endings and beginnings. So let me take you back to Assam, where Tom and I had been making really good progress on Chris the Tandem. We had finally hit our rhythm. We'd built up a great way of communicating. So we had saved Tom's bum from the purgatory in which it had sat a world of misery and saddle sores. Tom had recovered from his food poisoning and we had really started to chew up the miles. We were passing through tea estates. We would see these deep emerald squat bush-like trees, mile upon mile upon trees. And out of these, there would be brown heads emerging almost dismembered through the top of these bushes, and there'd be flashes of orange and red and yellow. The clothes of the workers there. And time after time on the road, we would be approached by motorcyclists, car drivers, asking, where are you from? Can we take a selfie? But in contrast to other parts of India that I've cycled through, such as Uttar Pradesh, UP, and Bihar, where I always felt I was something of a, a an exhibit or even a, a an animal in a zoo that people just wanted a photo with a lion. Here, it would felt very different. There was this pure joy and excitement and these huge grins on everyone's faces. And it was clear that this unusual sighting of a tandem and two men trying to make their way across Assam gave them a lot of joy just to see. And Tom remarked that actually how, how nice these motorcyclists were, because these so often they were teenage boys or in their young early 20s, really quite young, perhaps um, surprisingly young to be on a 200cc motorbike going at sort of 100k's an hour after they left us. But nonetheless, Tom remarked something which really, really stuck with me, like how many, how many young teenage boys in the UK would come up to some cyclists and be very friendly and say, how are you doing? Can we have a photo? Do you need anything on your journey? that they're actually super welcoming. And I think it's always important, and this is perhaps the most powerful thing that traveling does, is it shines a light back on your own country and your own culture. And it is a truism to say you probably learn more about your own country from traveling through others than you do about that country. 
Tom and I cycled right up to the end of Assam, to the frontier town of Tinsukia. And as we got there, the monsoon rains poured. In five minutes, we went from being slightly sweaty, but dry, to drenched with rain. Mud puddles emerged from nowhere. We got splashed, we got muddy, and in the space of a a heady five minutes, we arrived in the hotel in quite some state. Two drowned rats. We did shower, we recovered, and we then planned ahead for the next day, which was going to take us to the Arunachal Pradesh border. Now, Arunachal Pradesh, that is the frontier state of India in the northeast, and it borders China. And this was our destination to get as close as possible to the Chinese border. And that meant we were going to be cycling through Arunachal Pradesh. Now, we'd run into some problems when we were in the capital of Assam, Guwahati, to obtain something called an inner line permit, which is what you need to travel into Arunachal Pradesh for foreigners. And we'd been told that no permits were being issued at this point to foreigners because of some incident that had happened in January. However, we had met lots of Indians who said, actually, you know, you can just turn up at the border. You'll be able to get a bit of paperwork there. You pay you know, 50 rupees or whatever it is, and you should be fine. So you know, don't worry about it. Get to the border and you should be able to sort things there. So whilst Tom and I didn't have our permits to cross, we thought there was a pretty good chance that once we'd got to the border with Arunachal Pradesh, we would be able to carry on our journey to get all the way to the border of China, which would be another 300 kilometers. And this would be a very hilly 300 kilometers. So it looked that we had another week or so on the bike. And that was my mindset leaving Tinsukia, that we probably had another week on the bike to get to the border with China. And at this point, as it still is, China is very close. It's struggling with its uh, re-emergence of uh, COVID, particularly the Omicron variant, and Shanghai is in lockdown, Beijing might be going into lockdown. So I was aware that India at this point could be the end of the line. Tom and I absolutely flew to the border with Arunachal Pradesh. The border station itself was something of a letdown. There was a thin aluminium striped pole blocking the road and there was a small police booth. Didn't seem like much. And we went in to this booth and there was a man with a small stack of fairly unevenly placed A4 papers which sort of said uh, Arunachal permit on it and the guy was like filling them out in a biro scrawling them down like honestly I've been to well community centers in the UK which you have to fill out more paperwork and it feels a bit more um 
well, professional feels like a little bit of a harsh word to use, but it seems appropriate. So we thought, well, this is going to be quite, you know, there's, there's, there's going to be some room. So we, we were feeling quite confident when we started talking to this guy. And we said, you know, look, we're, we're here. Uh, can we go into Arunachal Pradesh? And he looked up at us and he said, no, no, can't do that. And he said, but, you know, everyone has said that it's going to be possible for us to do it. They said, that, you know, we can just pay 50 rupees. That's no problem. We've been cycling all this way. He said, nope. Foreigners, no. Indians, yes. But for a foreigner, you need your ILP, your inner line permit. Where's your inner line permit? And we said, look, you know, we, we haven't been able to get one. No foreigners have been able to get one for a while. But we think there might be a possibility. We've come, we've come 25,000 kilometers. Can you let us across? And he shakes his head. And, well, that was, that was it in some ways. We'd reached, preposterously almost, some guy in a dark purple shirt, scrawling away on pieces of A4, some, you know, pretty uh, junior bureaucrat enforcing a much more senior law. And, and that was the, that was the end of the trip. And it had come from nowhere. We, we, in my head, we were going to cross that border. And I started having to sort of recalibrate everything that I thought was going to happen. But then it got more difficult because a, a, a large, cheerful, burly man came in who we recognized. He was a guy called Samir, and we had met him a couple of days before in the town of Debrugge. And he was a friend of some cyclists that we had met. And he happened to be crossing, crossing into Arunachal Pradesh with his family. He saw that we were in difficulty and he then said, Oh, well, I've got a friend whose father works for the inner line permit department. Oh, we should definitely be able to get something sorted out. Come back on Monday. So I then went from thinking the trip is over and trying to process that to be thinking, well, maybe the trip isn't quite over but I've needed to wait another two days before we find out. Tom and I had a sort of war conference. That's probably not the right word for it, but we, we had a, a little conference in a beautiful biryani restaurant with set run by two guys from Kerala down in the South who were super friendly and gave us a free yogurt. They gave us a yogurt pot like to have with it, which was very, very kind of them. Uh, and then we then we cycled all the way back to Tinsukia, which was another 60 kilometers. And it was the finest 60 kilometers that I had ridden with Tom. We were flying along at more than 25 kilometers an hour. And that day we'd done 120 kilometers, almost without effort. And it was such an amazing... Such an amazing ride with Tom, but to my sadness, it was such an amazing finish to the ride <laughs> that we did we didn't continue. We didn't continue. We'd just reached this new level of cycling. And then what happened over the next couple of days was uh depressingly uh familiar or repetitive that we had Samir tell us that his friend's dad would be able to get us a permit. Then we had the hotel manager say that the hotel owner, who was a big cheese, would be able to get a permit 
by tomorrow. And we thought, oh, that's, that's amazing. But like, are you sure this is possible? In short, we had about four or five different people saying that by Monday, you would have a permit. And we thought this is really not going to be this straightforward. But like, let's see. Maybe there's something that we don't know. It seems like it's a very clear ban on foreigners. And so the next day, Sunday, we started getting dribbling through from all these different avenues of tour guides, the hotel owner, Samir's friends, that actually it wasn't quite as straightforward as they thought. It might take some more time, but absolutely they were going to be able to do it. And then Sunday rolled into Monday and a lot of these threads started dropping off saying, you need, you're going to need, uh, you know, two or three weeks to get this permit. It's, it's not possible at this point. You need additional documentation. And to be honest, at this point, Tom and I thought we saw the writing on the wall. And this is where it comes down to is, is the ending clear or not? Tom and I were faced with this decision. We could wait another three, four days into Tinsukia, this frontier town where there's not much going on, to see if a permit comes. But will it come? Will waiting four or five days actually lead to a result? Or do we have to make the call that there will be no permit because actually... Our natural Pradesh is as close as everyone says it is. And this was a time when the ending was really unclear, but you have to choose when that ending comes. You have to take control of that situation. We were also running into a a bit of a deadline that Tom's visa was going to expire. And for us to have any cycling in natural Pradesh, we would need to get the visa very soon. But that evening, Monday night in the hotel restaurant, Tom and I made a decision that we really didn't think a permit was going to come in the next week. That if it did come in the next five, four, five days, that we would have almost no time to cycle anyway. And so although there was a glimmer of hope that we would be able to continue and get closer to the Chinese border, we decided that on balance, that wasn't going to happen. And we were going to head back to Delhi, to the UK. And that was really difficult because a lot of this ride, huge parts of this ride have operated on a basis of hope and operated on a basis that even if there's a small chance of something happening, we're going to go for it. And we're going to make that opportunity happen. In fact, that's how I feel I survived my cancer diagnosis. It's how I feel I've managed to get so far during a pandemic that against the odds, we have managed to make something work. And this felt like the first time that although there was a small chance of something coming off, we played the pragmatic card and said, actually on balance, it's not going to happen. It's not a satisfying or clear ending. The day that we finished, we weren't even the furthest east that we had been, which had been another 60 kilometers to the east on the border with Arunachal Pradesh. 
But then sometimes the ending isn't a fairy tale. Sometimes you don't get to Beijing. And that's life. Sometimes, though, you have to choose the ending because it's not chosen for you and it's not clear. However, as much as sometimes you have to choose an ending in unideal circumstances, you also get to choose your next beginning, and that is what I'm going to talk about in next week's episode. So tune in to hear more. Acabou, tá, tá,